This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36 a.m. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Wong Xiaoning. Um, in half an hour, we have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. Uh, but before that, we are taking a look at changes to Malaysia's bankruptcy laws, which are underway. We know that declaring bankruptcy is a difficult decision that comes with myriad consequences, and it can be challenging to get back on one's feet. In the revised budget 2023, Prime Minister Dr. Sri Anwar Ibrahim said that people who were declared bankrupt deserved a second chance and announced several measures that would provide a lifeline to those who find themselves in these unwanted circumstances. So the government plans to amend the Insolvency Act 1967 so that bankruptcy cases can be discharged more quickly. In the interim, before amendments are passed, minor cases involving debts below 50000 will be discharged beginning 1st of March, subject to criteria. Now, these measures are expected to benefit as many as 130,000 people and come as a welcome reprieve for many who have mean who may, excuse me, have inadvertently found themselves in dire straits. But prevention is better than cure, as the saying goes. So what initiatives should be prioritised across the financial ecosystem to reduce cases of bankruptcy in the country from happening in the first place? For some thoughts on this, we have on the line with us Lynette Lee, CEO of the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia. Lynette, good morning. Thanks very much for joining us. Now, during the budget announcement, the government said that um, it's removing the bankruptcy status of some 100 and 20,000 people declared insolvent. How impactful is this announcement? Thank you so much. Um, yes, I think uh, it is very important because up to January 2023, there are 260,000 cases uh, that's uh, recorded. And I think it is a good move, but one has to be very careful. I think the devil is in the details. Um, I, and from the, uh, expen- the announcement made by the Prime Minister, um, they are looking at uh, those with 50K uh, and below. Uh, barring terms and conditions, they w- can be released by March 1st, which I think is a welcome break. Um, the main thing is because uh, some of these cases may have been filed for uh, release and there and there are, and there are no no court case cases against these people. If creditors are agreeable, then they can be released. And I think that's important because we need more people to be more productive. Um, yeah, sorry. Go yes, ahead. Lynette. But um, the government did set some conditions, right? Because it's about yes. debt below fifty thousand. You need to have passed a five-year period, uh, and like you say, there's no court orders against them. Do you think these conditions are, are too strict? Should we be even more relaxed? Um, okay. First and foremost, um, that's the other part of why people get into bankruptcy, and I think that's very important. Um, I think the bankruptcy uh, law came about in the first place is because it's to prevent people. To, uh, from owing money, declare bankrupt, and tra- they transfer their money to someone else. So there's this loophole that used to, to exist, and that's why the bankruptcy law comes in. So um, we also need to take cognizance that um, uh, these people are kept at uh, preventing uh, prevent them from using bankruptcy as a way of getting out of their debts. But we also must make sure that people who, who are uh, genuine bankrupts don't get trapped into this. Mm. And I think that one of the other things that is very important is the administration of discharge because uh, that could also be due to the process that's taken too long time and therefore people get caught in it as well. So um, the, the 
minister of uh, of uh, what has said that they are looking at improving administration by using technology, Zoom meet and meet with the creditors as well as detectors to make sure that there's an agreement and release them. And I think that's a very good move. At least we are we are we are moving in the right direction. Lynette, earlier you cited the number of 260,000 um, cases mm-hmm. of bankruptcy as of January 2023. Why? Mm-hmm. What's the typical factors driving people into this situation from your observations? Well, um, pre-pandemic, pre, uh, uh, it is because uh, a lot of people are ignorant and financial literacy comes in again. Mm-hmm. The smaller amount. Um, I have... Uh, known personally of people who actually, uh, through family members, asking them to become guarantors and they actually took up the, the, uh, that, that request uh, without knowing the, the details of what entails if they are guarantors. So I think uh, financial literacy in that aspect needs to happen as well. And normally this happens at the uh, lower income group because they do not understand what happens if, they, uh, if their family members that they extend guarantee what happened to them. Mm. Mm. So it seems like there are underlying issues, right, regarding this issue of bankruptcy in the first place. So what do you think the government needs to look into and address for the longer term? Because, yes, we've, we've lowered the ban, but is that the right step? For a short term, yes, because it will then dismiss cases of people who are who are genuinely ignorant and the amount is very small. Mm. Uh, but in the long term, and I think this is already happening because uh, in the, the two regulators, which is Bank Nagara as well as uh, uh, Securities Commission, they both co-chair this financial education network. They are, And this financial education network, what they're doing is they're looking at financial literacy as well as also um, creating awareness uh, on the importance of proper money management, which is where that comes in. Mm. So this has been going on and we've got a lot of uh, partners, fan partners out there who are also um, doing this uh, financial literacy to the public. So I think it's ongoing. Uh, If things don't happen, Rome is not built in one day. Mm. But I do see uh, the progress in in these efforts to create more financial literacy, especially in the area of debt. Perhaps we could have a, a more dedicated one uh, for this group of people uh, who's heading to bankruptcy. Prevention is better than claw, and that's where AKPC comes in. Lynette, are there any discussions about incorporating financial education at an even younger age, perhaps including it in our school syllabus? Is this something that some policymakers or those in the know are thinking about? You know, it's very easy to always put it in the school. How about doing it at home? Mm. You know, it's leadership by example. If parents uh, were not to, to take this type of route, I think the children will follow suit. A little bit closer to home, my dad never would owe, owe people money and he's very particular about it. So he instilled that in me. So I think if each parent also do, um, we will, we don't need to bring it to the school. Okay, Lynette, you highlighted the work of AKPK, which stands for the Credit Counselling and Debt Management Agency. Can you give us a little bit of colour how they can help an individual who hasn't become, uh, who hasn't been declared a bankrupt, but perhaps is find, finding himself or herself in a bit of a financial pickle? Okay, so uh, this effort is uh, what the AKPK does. Um, I think a few years back, that time was still under the. Uh, stewardship of uh, Madam Koi and now uh, under Encik uh, Tazavin. What they have done is actually they do counselling. So when peop- uh, they do encourage people who are already uh, finding themselves in financial difficulty to come and see them for counselling. 
And at FM's level, to, to match up to that also, we have um, this website called smartfinance.my where um, public can actually register, login is free, and they can talk to financial planners also. So they have two choices. They can either go through that route, AKPK, or they can go through Smart Finance and talk to licensed financial planners as well. So um, we're doing our best. And um, like I said, the other fan network, uh, they are also doing their part and I think the public should look for this type of um, avenues uh, and not go to along and all those as well. Lynette, in the little bit of time that we have, um, we know that the government is looking to enact the Consumer Credit Act, which would also cover um, buy now, pay later services that are starting to pick up. I mean, we don't have any details yet, but what do you think should be in this um, piece of legislation? Well, I think it's, it's good that we, we do we do take it into, uh, we regulate this area. Um, the reason being that uh, to ensure that uh, genuine operators of the DNPL comes in um, and they also uh, uh, administrate constructive uh, responsibly, responsibly because uh, we want to avoid people being uh, lured into taking it up when they don't have the financial capability to pay back. So I think responsible lending is one area we need to look at. Second thing is also uh, they need to ensure that the operators do their due diligence before they they lend out the money. At the same time, again, we also need to educate the public about taking up unnecessary debts because um, half the time from the financial planners, uh, we see that a, a lot of members of the public, they tend to borrow to buy things that they actually one but don't need. Hmm. So, Lynette, oh, absolutely. Uh, then uh, it's, it's, these are things that uh, need to be addressed um, at, at legislative leg- level where we can. Uh, Lynette, thank you so much for speaking to us. That was Lynette Lee, CEO of the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia, commenting on Budget 2023 announcements with regard to bankruptcy and also just how we can improve financial literacy overall in the country. Yeah, so there are tools available out there, right? If you find yourself in financial distress, use them because they're free, actually. And, the you know, so we've, of course, got the Financial Planners Association. And I think the very important one, which is actually driven by the government, is the agency AKPK. It's a non-judgmental uh, I suppose, consultation. They sit down with you, they go through um, your financial uh, distress, what, what's, where are your loans, and they give you some advice. And I think it's, it's definitely worth seeking out their help. Absolutely. It can, I know that financial difficulties come with a lot of stigma, but getting help is the way to go. Um, 8.46 in the morning. We're heading into some messages, but when we come back, we'll discuss policy measures to improve environmental sustainability. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.